Hello and welcome to the Milan Baptist Podcast. My name is Manon and I am the community pastor here. Today is a special episode. Um, I have a special guest as well joining me and without further ado, I'm just going to introduce him. James, hello. Hello, good morning. It's great to be James. it's great to be here. Yeah, and so good to have you with us. So thank you for joining and making time as well to, to have a bit of a chat. Brilliant. Thank you so um, much. And um, it's wonderful to be um, to be a part of this podcast. I have to say, man, on that, um, I've really, really, really enjoyed um, the podcast so far. Um, and especially as we've been looking at the spiritual disciplines, I think it's a, a, an incredible help to focus on what is important um, during this time. So massive thank you to you. I've thoroughly been enjoying the podcast so far. And thanks for having me on today. Oh, thank you so much for those encouraging uh, words, James. That's really good to hear. And uh, just as a cheeky first question, um, I know you've uh, heard about spiritual disciplines before this podcast, uh, but have you got one that you're especially fond of? <laughs> yeah, good question. Uh, there is one that I'm especially fond of, um, and that is uh, the discipline of celebration. Um, and it's actually one that I'm going to be talking about in a couple of weeks. I I think celebration is something that is often underrated. And um, I believe that we as Christians, we have um, a lot to celebrate um, about. And um, I love celebrating, whether that be celebrating my football team winning a game or whether that be um, celebrating uh, good news with family and friends over a meal or whatever. Um, I just love, uh, yeah, the discipline of celebration. Uh, so I'm really excited to be talking about that um, in, in a couple of weeks. Thank you. And we very much look forward to hearing you as well. And yes, James, one of the reasons I really wanted to uh, have you on our podcast with us today is because we've had the, the joy of having you with us for just over a month now. And most people are likely to have heard you and seen you um, on one of our services on YouTube and perhaps even have um, got a call from you as well to say hello. Uh, but we, we don't actually know you very, very well yet as there's that lockdown, all sorts of um, restrictions. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering if we could start by just uh, having you introducing yourself in a few words. Sure. Thanks, Manon. Uh, so, yeah, I'm James. I'm a Christian, a husband, a dad. Um, and uh, with that, I'm an avid follower of Jesus. Um, I I grew up in Basingstoke in Hampshire. Um, I lived there for the first 18 years of my life. Um, I, I became a Christian around about uh, the age of uh, 14, 15. Um, at a at a summer conference that I was at and uh, since then um, I, I left school I uh, received a call to missions and I went to Russia in 2011 um, where I was there for about two and a half years uh, that was where I met my met my wonderful wife Megan and um, uh, we came back to the UK in 2014 when I went to Spurgeon's and um, and trained for ministry. And then after Spurgeon's, I went to uh, Rainers Lane Baptist Church 
uh, where I was, I was the assistant pastor for youth there. Um, and I was there, I was based there for three years before uh, making the short jump over to Millend about a month ago. And uh, myself and Megan, we have two beautiful children, Judah, who is turning three in July, and uh, Priscilla, who turns one um, this Saturday. So I, I don't know when this podcast is going out, but she's turning one on Saturday, 6th of June. So um, that's that's us in a nutshell. Yeah, fantastic. And thank you so much for uh, mentioning Megan and the kids. I know that um, I've heard for a few people that... Um, what they've really enjoyed is seeing them on the mm. YouTube services as well. And I know the same for me as well. It's just so nice to see you as a family as well. And to see to see the kids being kids as well. That's <laughs> just been really lovely. So, yes, thank you for that. Yeah, they're, and, a, uh, they're a cheeky bunch, the kids. But they, they've, been, <laughs> they've been really enjoying it. Judah, Jude, Judah thinks that the church building itself is his home, um, certainly before we moved. So uh, he... he 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 thinks that his his home is where the trains are uh, so <laughs> it's yeah it's been it's been really great and we've and we felt very very welcomed oh, i'm glad to hear i'm glad that yeah uh, all of you but especially judah already feel at home that's uh, that's very special <laughs> and uh, you just mentioned there about your move so you did move very recently, didn't you? We did. We moved uh, last Wednesday on the twenty seventh of May, and uh, do you know what? It went. It went really, really well. Everything that went into the van in one piece came out in one piece. So um, I call yeah. that a massive success, and um, I was very grateful. That's for celebration. Yeah, that is cause for celebration. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, and there was a fantastic team that came and helped us out, um, Jeff. And uh, Stephen and Ollie came um, and there was food that was put out for us ready um, when, when we arrived. So um, it was a tremendous success. And uh, we, we are very glad and we're very grateful to, um, to be moved into the area. And it's a beautiful manse. Um, it really is a beautiful manse. Um, and, it's, and it's perfect for our family. So I want to say a massive thank you to all those that helped and for all the people that have welcomed us, sent us messages, cards, gifts, um, as well as uh, as well as contributing to ensuring that the house was well stocked for us when we moved in. It was um, it was it was a really special um, it was a really special move for us. So thank you. Of course. And I think I can speak on behalf of the whole church to say a real welcome. And we're really excited to have you, Megan and the kids. Uh, living much closer now so it's really exciting so thank you so much for that and I wonder how are you doing settling in are you still in boxes or are things slowly finding their place things are definitely um, slowly finding their place um, we were debating the best way to to tackle the boxes I think I think uh, the route that we took was to uh, concentrate on one room at a time try and get all the boxes unpacked and then move on to somewhere else um, but then inevitably you always find another box, et cetera. Um, so we're definitely certainly getting our way, getting our way through them. Oh, that's really good. Fantastic. And uh, James, I just heard a little something about the door changing color. <laughs> yes. Yes. This was, um, this was Megan's uh, special request. So um, I, 
I don't quite know wh- where it comes from, but um, I think um, uh, Americans, my wife is American, by the way, uh, they have this uh, great idea that um, that in, in England you have these quaint houses and they all have these these bright red doors. Um, and so ever since moving over here, she's 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 had a dream of being able to live in a house that has this has this that has this bright red door. So um, our door will be will be changing colour at some point in the future. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? That those perceptions sometimes that we have. And I'm just so glad that Megan gets to have that uh, that little dream come true, so to speak, Absolutely. and feel like she lives in a quintessential British home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so good. And I know it's a little bit too soon, really, to ask the question, but have you, obviously, Judah is a little bit too small yet to go to school, but have you decided perhaps on, on where he might go? Yes, we have. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, he's, he's, he's going to be starting nursery in September and uh, mm-hmm. he's going to be going to St. Peter's. So, um, yeah, we are, we're, we're very much looking forward for him to be able to, to go and to obviously make friends there. Um, and, uh, the amazing thing about it is they get um I think they even get a, a, a uniform um at St Peter's when you go to nursery. So we look forward to uh, getting him dressed up in his uniform looking all very cute. Um yes. that'll be great. Yeah, it will make for great pictures. It will, it? absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you think he'll make of school? Because it will be quite a shift for him, won't it? Yeah, that's that's, that's true. Um I have no idea. Obviously, as a as a parent, you hope and you pray um, that he will settle in well, um, and and that he um, he won't be too um, yeah he won't be too worried about it, or he won't he he won't get too much separation anxiety from us. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, we're hoping and praying that that he'll settle into nursery well, and that he'll make he'll make some great friends. And of course, considering what's going on at the moment, that first and foremost. Um, it'll be safe. Um, it'll, it'll be safe for everyone. Um, that's that's going to be going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Um, and that's certainly something we wish for him. And especially as they're starting, it would be good for them to have some sort of uh, normality and to be able to play with their with their friends as well as they start absolutely. without having to observe too much distancing. I'm quite curious about to do that because. Obviously, we've met him a few times now, and what I've seen uh, of him is that, as you were saying at the beginning, he's a bit of a cheeky chappy. He knows how to use his charm, and he loves strings. <laughs> um, so, can you do, have you got any prediction on what you think he might like and enjoy at school, and yeah, what what sort of things uh, you'll see him potentially thrive at? I know it's very early, but sometimes parents have a bit of, a, of an instinct. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 very um, that's very true. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good question. Uh, I I but I I suspect my inkling might be that um, that he's quite interested in music. Um, I may be wrong, uh, but I guess the early signs that he's showing is um, he loves his musical instruments that he has at home. Um, he's always playing and jamming out with them. Uh, so I wonder whether he might just 
enjoy music um but um we will we will wait and see uh we will wait and see um i've had him out in the back garden a couple of times trying to um you know seeing seeing if he likes football uh but uh i think i think it's priscilla that's shown more of an interest in the ball than judah has oh really so, yeah what? which is which is really interesting and that's great because because obviously yeah, you don't want to uh, force kids down any any avenue. You want them to explore, and you want to provide um, as many opportunities as possible for them uh, to explore what they like. So, um, yeah, so he's he's got his instruments, he's got his uh, he's got his footballs, um, and uh, we look forward to seeing yeah how he how he flourishes and what he does take an interest in and and uh, supporting him in that yeah absolutely absolutely but i i think i'm still happy for you that priscilla shows an interest because you're you quite like football mm. don't you so it means that at least you'll have one kid to play yeah with. yeah she, I, and i think she'll make a good goalkeeper every time i dribble past her she reaches out with cat-like reflexes to grab the ball <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's very it's... impressive, especially for a yeah, one-year-old. Yeah, it's very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to watch this space then and, and see where yeah. she goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And talking about football, James, how have you found this lockdown without the possibility to, to watch matches? Yeah, do you know, it was um, it, it was very strange the first couple of weeks and I... And I definitely missed it the first couple of weeks. Um, and I think that was because I was in the habit of uh, enjoying football. It's a great way um, that I find to unwind. Um, and it's something um, that I that I enjoy watching. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, th I think after the first kind of two or three weeks, um, I then got used to the to the new normal. Um, and then and obviously in the in the last couple of weeks, the uh, German Bundesliga has started up again. So, I did tune in briefly to watch a uh, to watch a German football match um, in those empty stadiums. But I have to say, it does feel very strange. It does feel very strange, and it's hard um, and it's hard to get excited about football when there's that empty stadium um, and it's teams that you haven't really heard of either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that must be a challenge for sure. So remind me, James, who who is it that's your support? Yeah, so I, I, I grew up supporting Manchester United. Um and uh, mm. to be honest, I've got no no real good reason uh, as to why I support them. Apart from when I was a young boy, it was David Beckham who played for them and uh, I absolutely loved David Beckham as a young boy. Um however when we yeah. when we lived in South London when I was studying at Spurgeons, we lived just a block away from Selhurst Park. So I grew a strong affection uh, towards Crystal Palace. So hey, you never know. Um, I may I may start also growing uh, an affection towards Watford. Um, by the way, Watford is the club that my that my dad supports. Um, he he, he kind of grew up in this area, and I have um, grandparents that live in Tring and uh, a, a village called Little Gadsden. Um, so my my family very much originates um, from this kind of area. So. Oh, wow. So they must be quite pleased to hear that you're yes, back. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I know, and I know that my dad and my brother are, are hoping that I that I will uh, start supporting Watford, but that's yet to be seen. Right. 
Yeah, so you're some people are already working. Yeah, then. they are absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens over the next <laughs> few years. Basically, <laughs> or not? Do you do you, do you like football, man? On. Uh, you know, I'd like to say yes. You don't have to. <laughs> um, and I've tried, I've tried, you know, a few times watching games and getting to it, and it's never really worked. All I see, and I'm sorry to say, is just a few men following <laughs> a ball and, you know, kicking it outside of the limits as well. So I just feel it's just, it's just not really, really exciting. But I know it's a big thing in here in the UK, so... I'll I'll try again and uh, and see if one day it clicks. <laughs> Brilliant. So James, earlier you were you uh, mentioned having gone to Russia and saying that's where you met Megan as well. I've had a special uh, request from someone to ask you a little bit more about your time in Russia and especially uh, what you and Megan were doing there and what sort of responsibilities you you had there too. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I went to Russia in 2011 and I was in the Russian city of Perm, uh, as in um, how you, as in what you do to your hair, you perm your hair, um, P-E-R-M. And uh, this city, it's about a city of a million people and it's 500 miles northeast of Moscow. Um, and it sits right at the uh, feet of the Ural Mountains. It's a city of about a million people, um, and uh, I, I guess I guess it's the kind of place that I would call the real Russia. Uh, so if you go to places like 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 Moscow, um, that's where you've got Russia's elite, and then you've got St. Petersburg, where you've got the wonderful culture, etc. Um, but but if you go out east, um, you get to see the real uh the real russia um and uh yeah the city itself um it was actually still closed even even after the fall of the soviet union up until about 98 99 um because it was where they used to make a lot of a lot of warheads a lot of armory um so it was closed certainly to foreigners but i think also um to other russian citizens who didn't who didn't really live or work in the area so um, so it's got a really big industrial history. Um, so there's there's lots of factories, some of them very old, um, some of them some of them newer and and and, and working. Um, and then around the city, you've got lots of different remote villages um, and so on um, around the area. So I I I first I first went um, doing a six month uh, discipleship training school. And this was based in the city. Um, and uh, yeah, this was this was for six months. We were in we were in Perm for three months. And then uh, we we went on outreach to China and Hong Kong um, for a couple of months as well. And um, yeah, it was uh, overall. It was a fantastic time uh, because after after that, I then came back and um and I stayed on as staff. I got involved in leading other discipleship schools and um, leading various trips uh, to places like Ukraine and Kyrgyzstan. Um, and then uh, a bit later on, I was also involved in um, homeless ministry and some evangelism ministry uh, where we would visit remote villages 
um, and uh, we would we would work and reach out to the homeless in the city. Megan was involved in uh, uh, the administration um, side of things. Alongside that, we were involved in in, in a local church there, and uh, we were serving alongside them. Um, which was which was really special and there was a really really great community and we've still got many friends out there that we uh, that we do miss dearly mm, I'm sure I'm sure and so after so many years serving in that way and serving people from so many different nations and economic backgrounds what is it like now to be part of one church in one place in one location how do you experience that? Uh, I, I think, I think being a part of um, the church here in Millend is absolutely wonderful because um, I think here we can celebrate the different nations and and people coming from 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 various backgrounds. So I think it's really really special um, to be to be here here in Rickmansworth um, and to celebrate the diversity of the family. And it's great, isn't it, how mm. God brings people together across various divides, whether it be rich, poor, whether it be um, citizenship, whatever. Um, I, it's just brilliant to see um, to see God's God's people coming together. And um, that's one of the um, that's one of the key values that that Millen Baptist has about redefining family radically. Um, and so it's been it's been a real privilege and a joy to to join Millen Baptist that um, that seeks to do that in, in every single area. Absolutely. And I think it sounds like uh, both your experience and Megan's experience as well is, is just going to uh, bring such a strength, uh, both in the um, bringing justice, but also really reaching out to all different people who, whose life are broken and, hopefully will be made whole again by Jesus and through the gospel. So yes, really can't wait um, to see, see more of God's kingdom yeah, as absolutely. well. And um, with absolutely. And um, for us, we, we're, we're excited to, um, to learn from people. Um, I, yeah, of course we've had um, experiences in different cultures um, but we never get tired of learning and we never get tired of learning new cultures and meeting new people. Um, and so I'm excited to, to learn from the community here um, and, to, and to see God working in different ways. Because one of, the, one of the beauties about experiencing different cultures is that you get to see um, a different aspect of God. You get to see an, an aspect of God in each and every culture, whether that be, um, you know, in, in some cultures, hospitality comes through really clear uh, or whether that be. Um, yeah, it could be various things. And so we look forward to um, we look forward to, to, to learning and growing and meeting new people. And James, yeah, we mentioned that you've been with us for about a month or so, and I'm really curious to know. Uh, for the last few weeks you've been there, what um, impression MEBC made uh, on you? But what I'd love to hear from you in just a few words, perhaps, is what do you see are the strengths of Milan Baptist and mm, her people? Good question. The first thing that has particularly struck me um, is uh, one word, 
I see that Millend um, Baptist is adaptable. Um, and uh, I, I, I think certainly for this time, uh, that has been um, an incredibly valuable strength that the church has. Uh, very quickly, Millen Baptist has had to do services online, discipleship online, everything has gone online. Um, and so I think one of the strengths has been um, just how quickly the church has adapted to that. Um, and also just the amount of people that are invested in serving God's people, um, whether that be the tech team, um, those that are doing online services, the podcast as a as a perfect example. Um, yeah, I think I think I've certainly seen adaptability as one of the as one of the big strengths of Millend in my first couple of weeks. And that's really exciting because I think that puts us in a really healthy and good position to springboard into the future. Um, whatever post-lockdown looks like for Millen Baptist, um, if we can be adaptable to what God is doing and if we can be adaptable in utilising different gifts and skills, abilities that God has given us as his people, then I believe that we have um, a lot to be excited about. So I would say that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is the clear love for each other and for God um, that uh, people have here at, at Millend. Um, I've been really touched both, first of all, the concern and love that people have shown us as a family um, as we have moved here and started, uh, all the various cards and gifts that I've already mentioned, but as well how, how people have been looking out for each other. Um, I know that people have had various phone calls from different people. The pastoral care um, has been has been absolutely excellent. And I know that, that there are a lot of people that are very invested um, in caring for um, in caring for, for each other. So, yeah, just that real love for each other and the love and the love for God that this church has um, to still want to press into him, still want to be disciples and to still want to find ways to do that. Um, and allowing the Holy Spirit to move in and through us. So there are a lot of strengths and a lot of things to be thankful for. And I believe that there is an incredible amount that we can be excited for in the future that God is doing amongst us. Oh, thank you so much for sharing, James. That's definitely really encouraging to me. And I'm sure it will be uh, very encouraging to everyone who listens as well to hear about so those strengths that you have seen and it just shows that, especially at a time like today and when we're a bit uncertain of the future, they are two, two great strengths to have. And I think uh, on top of having a God we can trust, um, we can also trust that uh, we, are, we are in a good place and we are, yeah, we are a, good, a good body of people as well. Absolutely. So thank you for that. Thank you everyone for listening to this special episode today. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope it's made you even more curious as to who James and his family are and uh, encouraged you to also make contact with them and get to know them better. As always, we, uh, we look forward to hearing your comments, but also your messages, your prayers. So do send them to me by clicking the message a button above where you can leave a voicemail or by emailing me at manon at milanbaptist.org.uk but for now all I can do is send you my love and don't forget to enjoy the very God who delights in you